Hare Krishna, and we're continuing with Shri Ishopanishad by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, page number 26, mantra number 4. Anejadekam manaso javiyo, naina deva apnuvan purvam arshat, tadhavatonyan atyatitishtat, tasmin napoma tarishvadadati. Anejat, fixed, ekam, one, manasa, then the mind, javiyah, more swift, na, not, enat, the supreme lord, deva, the demigods like indra, apnuvan, can approach, purvam, in front, arshat, moving quickly, tat, he, Davata, those who are running. Anyan, others. Atyeti, surpass. Tishtat, remaining in one place. Tasmin, in him. Apa, rain. Matarishva, the gods who control the wind and rain. Dadati, supply. Translation Although fixed in his abode, the personality of Godhead is swifter than the mind and can overcome all others running. The powerful demigods cannot approach him. Although in one place he controls those who supply the air and the rain, he surpasses all in excellence. Purport Through mental speculation, even the greatest philosopher cannot know the Supreme Lord who is the absolute personality of Godhead. He can be known only by his devotees through his mercy. In the Brahma Samhita 5.34, it is stated that even if a non-devotee philosopher travels through space at the speed of the mind or the mind, okay, sorry, <laughs> at the speed of the wind or the mind for hundreds of millions of years, he will still find that the Absolute Truth is far, far away from him. The Brahma Samhita 5.37 further describes that the Absolute Personality of Godhead has his transcendental abode known as Goloka, where he remains and engages in his pastimes. Yet, by his inconceivable potencies, he can simultaneously reach every part of his creative energy. In the Vishnu Purana, his potencies are compared to the heat and light that emanate from a fire. Although situated in one place, a fire can distribute its light and heat for some distance. Similarly, the Absolute Personality of Godhead, although fixed in his transcendental abode, can diffuse his different energies everywhere. Although his energies are innumerable, they can be divided into three principal categories. The internal potency, the marginal potency, and the external potency. There are hundreds and millions of subheadings to each of these categories. Wow, imagine hundreds and millions of subheadings to each of these categories. 
to the inter internal, marginal and external. The dominating demigods who are empowered to control and administer such natural phenomena as air, light and rain are all classified within the marginal potency of the absolute person. Lesser living beings, including humans, also belong to the Lord's marginal potency. The material world is the creation of the Lord's external potency. And the spiritual sky, where the kingdom of God is situated, is the manifestation of his internal potency. Thus, different energies of the Lord are present everywhere. Although the Lord and his energies are non-different, one should not mistake these energies for the supreme truth. Nor should one wrongly consider that the Supreme Lord is distributed everywhere impersonally, or that he loses his personal existence. Men are accustomed to reaching conclusions according to their capacity for understanding, but the Supreme Lord is not subject to our limited capacity for understanding. It is for this reason that the Upanishads warn us that no one can approach the Lord by his own limited potency. In the Bhagavad Gita 10.2, the Lord says that not even the great rishis and suras can know him, and what to speak of the asuras, for whom there is no question of understanding the ways of the Lord. This fourth mantra of Sri Ishupanishad very clearly suggests that the Absolute Truth is ultimately the Absolute Person. Otherwise, there would have been no need to mention so many details in support of his personal features. Although the individual parts and parcels of the Lord's potencies have all the symptoms of the Lord Himself, they have limited spheres of activity and therefore are all limited. The parts and parcels are never equal to the whole. Therefore, they cannot appreciate the Lord's full potency. Under the influence of material nature, foolish and ignorant living beings, who are but parts and parcels of the Lord, try to conjecture about the Lord's transcendental position. Sri Upanishad warns of the futility of trying to establish the identity of the Lord through mental speculation. Once you try to learn of the transcendental form, one should try to learn of the transcendence from the Lord Himself, the supreme source of the Vedas, for the Lord alone has full knowledge of the transcendence. Every part and parcel of the complete whole is endowed with some particular energy to act according to the Lord's will. Oh my god, this is so sweet, look at that. Just recently we were talking with, the, with my husband actually <laughs> about this thing that um, every, every single person, every single part and parcel of the Lord has a particular like individual energy to act according to 
the Lord's will and to please the Lord in a particular way. And this is exactly the confirmation of that. Every part and parcel of the complete whole is endowed with some particular energy to act according to the Lord's will. When the part and parcel living entity forgets his particular activities under the Lord's will, he is considered to be in Maya, illusion. Thus, from the very beginning, Sri Upanishad warns us to be very careful to play the part designated for us by the Lord. This does not mean that the individual soul has no initiative of his own. Because he is part and parcel of the Lord, he must partake of the initiative of the Lord as well. When a person properly utilizes his initiative or active nature with intelligence, understanding that everything is the Lord's potency, he can revive his original consciousness which was lost due to association with Maya, the external energy. All power is obtained from the Lord. Therefore, each particular power must be utilized to execute the will of the Lord, and not otherwise. The Lord can be known by one who has adopted such a submissive surface attitude. Wow! Perfect knowledge means knowing the Lord in all his features, knowing his potencies, and knowing how these potencies work by his will. These matters are described by the Lord in the Bhagavad Gita, the essence of all the Upanishads. Jai, I think we're going to stop here because in mantra number five there's a long purport and I would like to start and stop like I wouldn't want to break the poor part in half today wow this was such a beautiful verse actually I just wanted to say one thing about the sentence that the Lord can be known by one who has adopted such a submissive service attitude it just reminded me how um, Eliud has said also that you know you're supposed to be submissive and inquire submissively from the spiritual master and why is it like that? Because spiritual master is also Sakshat Hari. He's like, he's the representative of the Lord. And I found this quote of Srila Prabhupada where he says that one should please the Acharya, the spiritual master, with his behavior and his reception. Like with your reception and behavior. So that the spiritual master would be pleased and comfortable and he would just feel like sharing something confidential with you you know so this is really you know this is very personal like anybody would come to you and start challenging you and questioning your intelligence and questioning your position and questioning like you know just being mean and uh, disrespectful like you wouldn't really want to like prove something to him because you know why would you need to do that right you would just want to distance yourself so similarly like why would the lord why would God, he would, like, like, he's maintaining us, we are his part and parcel, like, we can't live without him, technically, he's 
giving us all the facilities including these bodies and like the external facilities he's giving us everything and we're like questioning him unless you know and, and then we expect that he will come in all of his like sweet and beautiful attributes and he will say well here i am no so yes the lord can be known by one who has adopted such a submissive service attitude jai so thank you so much for tuning in today and the link to this book is in the description so please how do you say unpack your hidden potential of being yourself and being acting under the lord's will and uh, um, how do you say um reaching your inner potential of manifesting that particular energy to act according to the lord's will and exchanging those loving devotional sentiments with him and uh, diving into the nectarian ocean of bhakti and devotional service there is so much actually to to say and to to tell all of my dear listeners i was just a little bit I, uh, shocked by the fact that day before yesterday this um, episode uh, there was like 60 listeners and it's like the first time <laughs> maximum uh, times that uh, the episode was listened and I'm so happy because right now there's December book marathon which is it's a marathon where devotees they're actively especially actively trying to distribute Srila Prabhupada's books and uh, I'm um, a little bit like trying to comfort myself thinking that I am also distributing books like this like through basically sharing them via a podcast and I just wanted to say that in case this episode um, will also attract some special attention please 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 um, take this opportunity and try to dive into Srila Prabhupada's books because um, it's a notion of nectar and it's uh, blissful and oh yes actually one thing is that uh, we were supposed we were supposed to launch shravanamdiaries.com website uh, this Gita Jayanti means 25th of December but uh, due to few circumstances we would have to postpone it to 25th of February on Nityananda Trayodashi and um, I also recorded recently an interview which will be posted on our YouTube channel <laughs> of um, one very dear and close um, like a senior friend of mine, Audari Lila Mataji. And uh, the, it's uh, basically we're asking her which is the first book she read, which is the most recent book of Srila Prabhupada she read, and which is her favorite book. And I really, really liked how she said I mean, it's really, uh, it was so beautiful to hear how she said that, uh, I will not say the whole thing because I really want you to also listen to her own words, but she said that when she read the first book of Srila Prabhupada in her life, she felt as if she was a dry sponge and uh, the book, which was Nectar of Devotion, it was like that ocean of nectar would just completely like she was so craving for that nectar and she didn't even know about it it's a really interesting story how she received the first book of Srila Prabhupada and 
I'm really excited to present it very soon. <laughs> so, thank you so much for tuning in again, and uh, with your permission, we shall stop here, and uh, we'll see you next time. Hare Krishna.